Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charnow, leader of the next generation of football fans live on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel and right here on 1252 Sports. Guys, it's still the offseason. I know, I know. Unfortunately, it's already felt like a year, right? It's been two weeks since Super Bowl. That's crazy. Two weeks since the Rams took home the Lombardi Trophy, Cooper Cup won MVP. Matt Stafford got his ring. And then we start to look forward. And what do we have to look forward to? So the franchise tag window uh, opened, I think, a couple days ago. I think it was the 22nd, so four or five days ago that was, um, which means player teams can start using the franchise tag on players, right? Some names that we might see get the franchise tag if the teams cannot agree on a long-term extension are, you know, Devontae Adams, J.C. Jackson, Jesse Bates, some really talented big names in the NFL right now, right? So there's, as everyone knows, three types of franchise tags. There's the uh, non-exclusive franchise tag, the exclusive franchise tag, and the transition tag. So we'll see which which one each team uses. I think the most common one is the non-exclusive franchise tag because it's the most team-friendly. Um, but obviously, no player wants to be franchise tagged because the NFL, the careers are so short um, and so sudden. Careers can be ended, you know, anytime uh, with the amount of contact and players want to make their money while they can still play football. So, um, you know, we've seen players hold out most notably uh, we've seen some players, maybe some of their talent levels and production levels fall off after they decide to sit out or hold out until camp or, or maybe a whole season <laughs> levy on bell. So we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but just because the point I'm trying to make is that just because there's no, football being played doesn't mean that there's no news going on in the NFL right today just today on this show in the next hour you will hear me talk about of course because every offseason we're talking about him Aaron Rodgers we're going to talk about some of these franchise tag guys we're going to talk about some people who uh maybe want to get traded maybe uh, we're going to talk about how uh, the cap in the NFL is a uh, goddamn myth because it doesn't exist. If you look at what the Saints are doing, what the Bucks did last year, what the Packers have done, it makes uh, zero sense uh, how the cap works. Um, and I promise you, unless you're like a cap wizard, uh, no one understands. So it is what it is. Oh, 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 oh. And by the way, and by the way, my first top 10 pick mock draft. 1.0 coming later in the show today. So we have a ton to talk about. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Let's bring in our guest. We're going to talk about, we're going to do the mock at the end, a little bit towards the end of the show. Let's get our guests in here for right now. Always, as always, every Sunday, got to get them on Mr. Harry the Greek. Harry, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, buddy. How are you, man? Good Sunday morning to everybody up there. And always, I have to give the weather report because everybody's so interested. It's uh, it's nice outside today. It's no clouds. It's about 75 degrees. Today's high is going to be like 81. Tropical breeze coming from the southwest at about five miles an hour. I think it's going to be a beach day. A Hang beach on. day? What do we got here? What do you think, Zipper? Do you think it's a beach day? No? Okay. I yeah. was just kind of curious. All right. In uh, New Jersey, we got a high of like 40 today. So that's 40. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's chilly. 
it's chilly. But, it's it's a little chilly. Hey, you know, Jacob, I just wanted to let everybody know if you have a question or a comment, make sure you post them and do us a favor. Hit the like button. Put this on your page and share it to somebody else's page. This is how we grow organically. And most importantly, if you agree with me, let me know. If you disagree with me, let him know. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if you're disagreeing with, with him, that means you're probably agreeing with me. And That's I'd probably what it is. That. And I'd love to hear about that. So, you know, same goes for me. You disagree with me, throw that in the comments because I'm sure Harry would love to read those. Um, and and listen, what's a show without our number one troll, right? Troy Palomalu. And now, all right, listen. Jets, I love Troy. Jets are doing everything they can to trade Zach Wilson, and the best Greek pizza is Little Caesars. Okay. So, hey, hey, so hey, hey. I'll say, Troy, you bet he better be a kid. If not, it's kind of upsetting if it's not a kid because hiding behind name whatever whatever is what it is let's talk all right you know we're on 1252 chicago harry you're a bears fan i'm not but you've had to deal with what the last three years uh four years i forget what three years i think um i i'm gonna say is you know you have to deal with matt Nagy coaching your football team right you don't anymore Right now, you guys now you guys have a great coach and former uh, Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, who I think is uh, a great fit for the Bears. Um, but Matt Nagy got a job. Yes, he did. He, Matt Nagy got a job as the Chiefs' uh, offensive assistant slash quarterback coach. Mm -hmm. Good for him, right? Absolutely. He went from a head coach. He went from the penthouse to the outhouse. But you yeah. know what? That Patrick Mahomes is going to be even greater this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's all Matt Nagy. It's all that that offense, you know. Oh god. I think I think the funniest thing about it is that if Eric Bieniemy were to get a job next year now, which we say it every year, but if he were to now get a job in the next head coaching search or he leaves uh Kansas City. Does is does that mean Matt Nagy's going to become the offensive coordinator there? He would be. He would be the OC there. He actually called a lot of offensive plays for Kansas City. He actually held the, that that duty for a while in Kansas City. All right. So, how do you think that would? How do you think that would affect the that, that Chiefs offense? Well, in with the personnel that they have, I think he'd be very successful because he doesn't like to run the ball and they chuck the ball all over the place. You know, so I mean, he's gonna have success. His game plan works. It just doesn't work in the city of Chicago. They never have that kind of. They never had those type of weapons. Not um, the skill set was totally different in Kansas City, and he just couldn't mold his game to the way it should have been in Chicago. A little bit more running, you know, throw the ball out of the backfield type type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. All right, Aaron Rodgers, man. I know. I know. Who? Aaron Rodgers. You were we're talking about him. He, he's he's went through his twentieth fiance in the past three years. We're talking about Harry's like hit list here on on, uh, on this show. Listen, Aaron Rodgers posts this cryptic Instagram message, right, where he's like, uh, he's showing gratitude to everybody, his family, his his ex fiance, the Packers, the Packers quarterback room, and then everyone's like, oh. Well, that's a decision, right? He's gone. He's gone. He's making his decision soon. That seems like a goodbye message, doesn't it? Right? It's all crap. Stop. And he, goes, he goes on the Pat McAfee show, and he says, oh, no decision. Just showing gratitude. Just came off a cleanse. A cleanse. 
he came off. That, isn't, that, isn't that the most LA thing you've ever heard in your whole I life? I love it. I'm, I'm getting off, the cleanse. Came off a cleanse with him. It was uh, him and Doctor Joe Rogan who uh, who who went on that cleanse together. Um, but yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, we talk about it every single year, every week, right? We talked about it every every week of the offseason for the last two years. What's the? Do you think realistically, right? He, it, it, there's any way he ends up staying in Green Bay, and you know, if he doesn't, where do the Packers go from here? Because I have nothing. I have nothing. We Jacob, start. I don't know, man. We saw Jordan Love play a little bit. What I saw, and I know it takes time because it's it's the NFL, and when you can't just throw a guy into the fire. We talk about it every year with these rookie quarterbacks, but Jordan Love looked really bad. And as love him, absolutely love Jordan Love. Make sure Green Bay starts him game yeah, one. Uh, and even compared to the rookie quarterbacks from this year who went first round, he looked bad after sitting a year behind Aaron Rodgers, which I thought was God's gift to a quarterback sitting behind a veteran, right? I mean, I don't know what they're going to do from here on out, especially if they lose Devontae Adams, right? You know, I'm not too sure that Devontae Adams stays in Green Bay. I mean, I think there's a lot of interest right now with the uh, with the Raiders, from what I understand. But then again, I mean, look, man, you, you, said, you said it best, Jacob, the cap. Really? Is there really even such a thing? I, I think it's a mystery. I, I think it's just a thrown out number. And you can do whatever you want with it. But as far as Devontae Adams is concerned, I think they need to know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I don't think they're going to pay Devontae Adams that kind of money if Aaron Rodgers isn't staying. But I hate to say this. I I think he's staying in Green Bay. I just do. Yeah, I mean, okay. Right. Here's the thing. What and, and everyone's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers will go somewhere else and he'll he'll make a team great. What team would he go to that's in need of a quarterback right now that's better than Green Bay? With oh, better, I, can, I can name a couple. Better staff. I can't. I can't think of anything with better weapons if they can get Devontae Adams back. I think I think he could go to San Francisco and made an immediate impact. I think they're, they'd be, they would be the Super Bowl favorite if he went to San Fran because of one reason, two reasons. Their run game, I think, could be a lot better because they actually they don't have better running backs. I just think that they run the ball more efficiently, mm-hmm. more effectively, and I think that would make Aaron Rodgers even a better quarterback, in my opinion. I don't think his yardage, I don't think his yardage is going to increase or even stay the same in San Fran. I think they would decrease a little bit, but his passes would be a lot more effective because of the run game and that scheme. Two, their defense is not a little bit better than Green Bay's. It's light years better than Green Bay, and they were banged up this year. That's that. That's how good. I man, I I think I think San Fran's probably his best option if he wants to win a Super Bowl. But is Aaron Rodgers going to want to go to a division with that with the Rams, who just won the Super Bowl, with the Seahawks, with you know the Cardinals now, who are about to I uh, hear after all that drama work on a long term extension with Kyler Murray. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if he wants to do that. His best chance of staying in the playoffs, making it back to a Super Bowl, I think is with the Packers. I think the Packers need to just get their heads out of the sand and get him one more offensive piece. 
Yeah, One more they're, offense. they're not going to spend the money to do that. They're in cap hell right now. And I understand you think it's a fallacy, but they really are in cap hell. Aaron Rodgers is and Deont- Devontae Adams are going to require too much money. That's just my opinion. $70 million a year. And, and no one ever said that, look, anybody who treats his mother and father the way that Aaron Rodgers does, and yes, I'm saying that, that you don't talk to your own mother and father or your family because of some BS reason that happened. I'm not going to call you a very intelligent individual, okay? Look, you're absolutely correct. Why would he want to go to that division? Because he thinks he's the absolute best. Right now, he's still in the shadow of two quarterbacks. You know who they are? Tom Brady, who's retired. He's never going to be. And Patrick Mahomes. Those are the two that are getting all the love. All the love. That's it. You know, they can walk on water. And he's still not in the same conversation. But if he was to do that and go to San Francisco, he thinks to himself, in my opinion, that he can finally come out of that light. He can get out of being, well, I'll be second to Brady or Mahomes. That's just my opinion. So you're right. I know exactly where you're coming from on that, but I don't think that's the way he's looking at it. I don't think he's a very intelligent person. I don't know, man. This is it, – it's – if he ends up staying in Green Bay, I'm done talking about him for until he decides to go somewhere else. Because next year, if he does the same stuff, I'm not going to do it. I just won't talk about it. No one, you guys can get your news elsewhere because I am done with him. I am so done with these headlines. But he's giving us content. He's giving us stuff to talk about, isn't he? Yeah, every, without question. Every, is. every single week. All right. Jarvis Landry had some words uh, this week. He said that he's confident in in you know the midst of possible trade talks uh, or uh, or hitting. I don't think he's a free agent. I forgot what his exact situation is. Maybe the tag. Uh, I don't know. Um, but in the midst of him possibly leaving Cleveland, uh, he said that he's confident that he would like to stay in Cleveland, but he's confident that he can win a championship elsewhere. Yep. Jarvis Landry. I don't want to hear the injury narrative talk. He's only missed. He only really missed games in, I think, just last year. Just last year and maybe the year before. Um, it wasn't that, it really wasn't that many. It's, it's once again, this OBJ talk, right? Oh, he's washed, he's done, whatever, this, this, that. He has no quarterback. Give him a team, give him a guy that can throw the ball. He was great in Miami. Do you remember with Ryan Tannehill? When my, Ryan Tannehill was coached by Adam Gase. He was, Jarvis Landry was... Really? Uh, that's, that's no, good. no, you can't really? say that word. The I, know. H-E. I know, I know, I know, but but there's a lot of speculation. I'm going to interject here. What? Uh, that the Chicago Bears are the front runner for Jarvis Landry this year. Oh, great! They really are. Okay, it's, it's, okay. It's, that's that's big news right now. They're 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 the leading candidate to land Jarvis Landry. They are looking to to have them and get this. They're also looking to try to re-sign Allen Robinson. How about that one? I would okay. Why would you have a Rob and Jarvis in the Bears fans? I get it for the Bears fans. I get. I'm sorry, but why would Allen Robinson want to stay in Chicago? I can't. I can't see it. You look at that target share. I don't think it was. I. I. I really don't think it was. It was Nagy that was holding back Allen Robinson. I think it was poor quarterback play. I do. I really do. I I can see that. But could you imagine? 
Could you imagine a different system and you have A Rob, Jarvis Landry, and a Darnell Mooney out there? But even here's my thing. Even oh, but they're also saying the kid from Atlanta. What the hell's his name? Um, Calvin Ridley. But I, I don't think they they're saying Calvin Ridley. I don't, going, I don't think they'll. Be everybody's to... going to Chicago. It's just yeah. like when I say everybody wants to be Greek. Yeah, I don't think everyone okay. is. I don't. I don't think they'll get Ridley. I think Ridley uh, commands a first round pick probably, and which the Bears don't have because now they have Justin Fields, which I think is a fair deal. Um. But listen, Fields, what we saw, Fields' favorite target is Darnell Mooney. Even when Allen Robinson was on the field, right, his favorite target was Darnell Mooney. So what's to say that's going to change if Allen Robinson resigns there and Jarvis Landry goes there? I would love to be the chef of the poo-poo soup here, but I read an article, Chicago fans and everybody else that's out there. You can find it for yourself. Google search Mitch Trubisky to the Packers. Mm -hmm. Just... They're supposedly, okay, the Green Bay Packers, if they lose Aaron Rodgers, have heavy interest in Mitchell Trubisky. They should. They should. He's a he's going to be pretty good wherever he goes, I think. Oh, I, I 100 million percent believe you. If he becomes a Packer and has oh, success. That would be so funny. Oh, that would be so funny. For you. Oh, yeah. For you, not me. Listen, I'm a Jets fan. I'm like, that's like the. We're, we're like the farm system for other teams. Fire Salah, bring back Rex. I was all in on Rex. Before they hired Salah, when I didn't think they were going to get him, I was all in on Rex Ryan. And all of you know that. But I think that. Lo- I love Rex Ryan. Brady's so got a San Fran, not Rogers. Oh, my God. Christopher Cole says, hey, guys. What up, Chris? What up, Chris? Dre Palomaro says, Bears need to focus on beating the Packers, not getting a new stadium, Chicago mayor. That's true. That's, that's actually a really good comment, Troy, because. Uh, you know, first off, the mayor doesn't know what she's talking about anyway. I don't even know who the mayor is of Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot. Go ahead and Google it. It's it's a treat. Trust me. All right. Either way. Whatever. L- listen. So the, let's say the Bears. Uh, I want to I bring this back here. So let's say the Bears, right? The Bears. Reside out Robinson. Get all these targets back. And let's say they even get Jarvis Landry. What's that step gonna look like? Oh, and I forgot Chris Godwin too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Cal- yeah, and Chris Godwin. And Chris, Cal- and, Cal- and while you're at it, you're gonna be the one to pay Devontae Adams thirty million dollars a year. He's gonna. I say, don't know Devontae Adams. I'm get back at Green Bay, and I'm gonna go to Chicago. Now Devontae hasn't really been in the, too much of the conversations, but it's Calvin Wrigley, um, Devontae Adams, Jarvis Landry. Excuse me, and Allen Robinson. And I think, <laughs> and as a Jets fan, I'm sorry, but just prepare. Just because we all know you're going to get none of them. You're going to get none of them. You're going to get none of them. We'll That's talk. true. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say they will get one of the four. One, you think they'll get one of the four? One of the four. Maybe two. Okay. I think the most realistic option, if you're going to if any of the four, it's you're going to re-sign Allen Robinson. The reason why I think they're going to get him is they have a new coaching staff. You have a second-year quarterback who's got a huge upside. You have a really good running game. You have an offensive line that's not really as far bad as as people think it is, and you have a defense that's already plug-and-play. Okay, so you have a lot of upside. This team could have – let me tell you something. With with the right couple of pieces, this team could make a run at the division into the playoffs this year. Depends. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, absolutely. I, I, without Aaron Rodgers, with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, I just don't see it happening. You know, I, that, that's I think that's the reality. I don't think you guys can't make the playoffs. I think that's this is fully a team that can make the playoffs. 
I don't think this is a team that could win that division with Aaron Rodgers there still. You know, I have another narrative I'd like to jump on, if you don't mind. Go ahead. How about Coach Lovey Smith? I love Smith. Uh, how, about, how about Coach Smith? How, how about how about how about all the shade that was thrown with the interviews that were happening? They already knew they weren't hiring. That's they were just interviewing people to make it look right. He was penciled in to be the head coach, and that is absolute facts. That's awesome, though, man. Okay, I, I think it's, yeah. It, I mean, it's all pleasantries. They're not gonna if. if if they knew, you still have to do the interviews, right? Because if one guy comes in, I don't think he was. I think that he was penciled in, but there was an eraser at the end of that pencil. Yeah, that could and, have been. you know, if someone came in and really impressed them, then you're like, okay, well, maybe. The only reason why they fired that head coach is because they already promised him the job. Yeah, well, and, and and if I'm not mistaken, Pep Hamilton may be following him there, which is a really good hire. He's extraordinary with quarterbacks and a good OC. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about that more when I do my mock draft. I'll talk about uh, Lovey Smith a little bit when I get to that Texans pick um, and how much I like that. But I, I, I want to congratulations, talk- man. I mean, that's just awesome oh, that he got another job again. He's so well deserving. He got fired winning ten games. Are you kidding me? Like, like Jim Caldwell, I couldn't understand why another why the Lions fired him. Why another team hasn't tried to pick him up? I don't I, understand it. I think Jim Caldwell was a great coach. Oh, I I can agree with that. Uh, uh, whatever. Um, but I want to talk about this because I heard I, I heard a little talk over in Indianapolis that there's basically no chance Carson Wentz is the quarterback there next year. Yeah. So and, and, and that, that leads me to tell you that there's a lot of Tampa fans down here, including Hi Peter, that they're wishing that Carson Wentz comes here to Florida. Are they out of their mind? Carson Wentz here in Tampa Bay. To lead this team. That would be ridiculous, man. It would be. You're better off with Blaine Gabbert. Say it with me, buddy. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert. He's the future of Tampa right now. He's been in the system for five years. He knows the system better than anybody. Yeah. He's going to work it, and then he's going to hand the reins over to the second-round draft pick and Kyle Trask. Talent. I think talent um, over that when it comes to a quarterback and is Blaine Gabbert's not going to get you into the playoffs. <laughs> like, bro, Blaine Gabbert, I'll tell you what, Blaine Gabbert will have a better career with the Buccaneers than Carson Wentz will come in here. Okay. I, I think that's more fair to say because I mean, Carson Wentz they, already throws a uh, bunch of interceptions and then on top of that, now he's going to have to play with Bruce Arians. Can you, especially playing with Bruce Arians in the chuck it, risk it, no biscuit deal. Okay. They don't look all I'm going to say, and I don't want to spend too much time on this Tampa narrative. Honestly, I don't because I know there's Tampa fans that watch this program and I don't want to step on their toes. You don't have the money to spend on a premier quarterback. I'm sorry. You better start playing Gabbert and try to try to re-sign Godwin and the other 10 players that are coming up that aren't going to be on this football team next year. Cause if you don't, you're going to be an under 500 football team. You went from the penthouse to the outhouse. That's just the reality. But if you keep Gabbert, if you keep Gabbert and he understands the system and you manage to keep Chris Godwin and keep some of that nucleus on that defense, you can still win a division and make a run into the playoffs. That's just my opinion. Yeah, sure. Carson well, Wentz, talk he about, stinks. I want to talk about the hole that Carson Wentz is going to leave in Indianapolis, right? Who's going to play quarterback now? And what I heard, and I my favorite fit for him was by far the Giants. Because, you know, had the year with Dable, had the year in that Bill system. 
was Mitchell Trubisky. I'm hearing Mitch Trubisky. I hear that too. I hear Mitch Trubisky, the Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Indy, Giants, Washington. I'm hearing Indy and I'm hearing the Giants. I think those are the two. Those are the ones I'm hearing. Um, And I guarantee you he'll have a good year. You know why? Because they're not going to offer him a huge contract. They're going to offer him a make it or break it deal for one year. And I promise you, you put that young man into a Trubisky. Trust me, he, he if he plays as good as I think he's going to play, wherever he goes, he's going to get paid, bro. They're going to back up that Brinks truck, and Chicago's going to be doing this. I'm going to I'm going to go with this now. Number one spot right now besides San Fran, I think Aaron Rodgers can land is in Where? Indianapolis. That is a team that has their that they have their stuff together. They have a there's a respected front office. You know, Chris Ballard, Frank Reich. That's a they're a great duo at coach and GM. This is a team that with Aaron Rodgers, I thought with Carson Wentz they were going to be a, a good playoff team. They didn't make the playoffs. But with Aaron Rodgers, I think they're making a run, possibly winning that division, right? No, they definitely – you could put an Aaron Rodgers on that team. They, they'd be an unbreakable force, especially with that defense. That defense is, is just as good. Him. Look, that defense is just as good as San Fran's. And, uh, yeah, that they would be very de- – very dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs to leave Green Bay if he wants to get into the same conversations as the Patrick Mahomes. Oh, there's Zipper behind us. You see him? I think the back-to-back MVPs definitely helps, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Is there going to be Major League Baseball this year, or, or are they going to play a Ukraine and Russia? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Are they going to just keep fighting? Oh, those poor people in Ukraine! I didn't mean to bring that up. God, that's so horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's awful. It's really it is. It, it's awful. Mm-hmm. I but man, this MLB stuff is this lockout. I'm getting tired of it. I'm really getting tired of it. I just want to see baseball. I just want to see baseball being played. I want to see baseball too. I just want to see news. MLB news. There's nothing going on. There can't. Nothing can happen. Nothing can go on. Once the uh, yeah. Uh huh. This one guy keeps switching accounts. I don't know what's going on with him. It's Antonio Brown now. Cool. I love Antonio Brown, free agent. Whatever. Hashtag innocent. Hashtag still booming. I love it. I love it. Antonio, baby, they owe you millions. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they definitely do. Whatever. All right, Harry, I think it's time for my my mock draft. Oh. It's I'm time so for excited. my mock draft. I'm so excited. It's a mock you draft. Want, you want to hang in here for the mock draft? You want to hang sure, out? Sure. I love hearing the mock draft. You know why? Because we're going to have a mock draft 1.0 today, and in three weeks, it's going to well, be 2.0. Okay. And four, by the time 1.0, we're done. Pre-free agency, no trades. Obviously, the rules of my mock my mock drafts, no trades allowed because they're unpredictable. You can't, you can't predict trades. Um, but pre-free agency, this is the 1.0. So if you say... Oh, they're going to get this guy in free agency. Yeah, they're not going to pick him. You should remember that I said pre-free agency, and you should shut your mouth and just listen to my picks. Yeah. So, number one overall. Oh, God. I know. You're going to hear that a lot over the next three months, Harry. Oh, God. The Jacksonville Jaguars select. Who? Offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. 6'6", 340 pounds, Harry, incredibly versatile, can play left tackle and right tackle, depending on what they need him to do. 
Maybe both of them. They might need him to play both at the same time. Because, man, that offensive line was bad. 24th ranked in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Neil, he's a great run blocker. You know, they draft, uh, they, they bring in Doug Peterson, a guy who loves to run the football, as we know, like he did in Philadelphia. You know, you have James Robinson, and now you draft Travis Etienne in the first round of last year. He's coming back at, for his first year playing in the NFL. They're going to want to run the ball. They're going to need a run blocker. Evan Neal definitely helps that. You can run behind him. You'll pick up at least a few extra yards than you were getting last year just behind, just because of this one guy. And if you put him at left tackle, whatever it is, you get to protect your your second-year quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who I thought was maybe going to get killed last year playing behind this offensive line. What do you think about that pick, Harry? I don't care who Jacksonville picks up. They made their best acquisition of the century when they got Doug Peterson. You could take this entire football team the way they sit right now under his tutelage and his guidance with training in, in training camp, and this team will be a 500-ball club, if not better, next year. That's how much a difference they're going to make. Jacksonville finally did something right. Finally. They finally did something right. Peterson, their head coach, and if they get this tackle who's versatile like that, with that mean streak that he has, I know who you're talking about. Let me tell you something. That guy's got a ton of – it's not a ton of upside. He's a plug-and-play. He mm-hmm. will be a perennial pro bowler if he stays healthy. Great acquisition, I think. Sure. With the number two pick, I'm going to do it for all 10 picks. because I'm. Oh, no, don't. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end out of Michigan. Oh, he's a dog, Harry. He's a dog. Probably widely viewed as the best player in this draft in terms of straight talent. Um, I don't think he's the best player. I have, I, I'll have. i tell you my best player in just a few picks. Um, the Lions just need talent. They don't, they don't have a need. They really have needs everywhere. They they the Lions just need talent. Hutchinson is the top guy there at the end position, right? And they have picked 32 to draft another offense to draft an offensive weapon or even a quarterback if they want one. Um, I mean Hutchinson, man, 6'5, 270. He's an every down edge rusher. Closest thing I can compare him to is honestly JJ Watt, TJ Watt, whatever it is. Seriously, bro, do, do me a favor. Stop. Stop. You know, he's going to remind me of a lesser version of a Jadavian Clowney. It's going to be the same type of player in the National Football League. I think he's, he's going to show a ton player. of upside, but never pan out. That's I just think, going to be my I, opinion. I, I think Hutchinson's a bit more explosive than Clowney was. What? Jadavian Clowney had the, you know, I waited for someone to tell me this, and unfortunately it had to be you. So I'm going to go on to a hairy rant. Are you kidding me? Jadavian Clowney was the biggest freak of nature I had ever seen coming out of college as a defensive end. Nobody. That that move that he had coming off the line was faster than Simeon Rice. I'm going to tell you all the greatest outside end rushers that ever played the game. This guy was supposed to be the second coming of Jesus Christ when he came into the league. Nobody I seen faster than Jadavian Clowney, and this guy's not even on his jock strap. Clown- Clowney got got mauled by injuries, though he did. Clowney got mauled by injuries. Man, Hutchinson. The, the my thing with Hutchinson is that. He fits the Lions scheme so he fits Dan Campbell's scheme so perfectly. You do? You think so? The perfect fit for this defense. And going from Michigan to the Lions. I wish him nothing. I wish him nothing but the best. I really but, think he's a good player, man. Uh, I don't think I don't know if he's the best edge rusher in this draft. I think he's widely viewed as the best edge rusher in this draft. I there's I'm telling you, after like the top like like really after the top three or four, 
I, I think there's a ton of players here that are going to be better than the top three picks. I really do. I, I, I honestly do think that. But with the number... Th- oh, uh, anyway. Hutchinson, I think he's great. He's, I think he's a piece that you know you can start building this defense around. I definitely start working with him. Um, and he's incredibly explosive. All right. With the number three pick. Oh. I hope it breaks. The Houston Texans. They trade their pick. And coach. No, no trades, Harry. Oh. Not yet. Maybe closer to the draft. Maybe like a couple weeks in, in early April. Maybe we'll start doing we'll start doing trades. The Houston Texans select Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon. Another defensive end. He's the best guy. defensive end in the draft. This guy's a this guy's a dog. I've heard this guy be compared to Jadavian Clowney, and I hate that comparison. Bro, this guy's the best DN in the draft. 6'5", 258. He's explosive. I think he ends up as more of a run stopper than a pass rusher, than a consistent pass rusher. You know? better put some weight on because he's not very big. No, no, but he is wide. He is a wide dude with that wingspan, Harry. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the guy with at these pro days where, you know, or, or the combine or whatever it is, where he's you're, you're like, oh, my God. You're like, this guy is a dog. Oh, you got a couple of comments before you go there. Christopher Cole says, go cheap a quarterback and sign as many as our free agents and try to sign Gilmore. Can you imagine CD3 and Gilmore on the Bucks? That's a good one. And Troy Palomalu finally said something correct. Hutchinson is all hype. He got exposed by those big boys from Georgia. Bro, I said it before. Yeah, I, I don't take too much cred on what goes on in the tiny 10. Come down to the SEC and I'll show you a little something, something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, Thibodeau's great. I, I, I think he's he's so talented. I don't know why people have been hating on him. I talked about this last week. I think that's ridiculous. I think he's great. Um, I think he's going to be a, a week one impact maker. So, yeah. All right. The number four pick. Oh. The New York Jets. The New York football Jets select oh Kyle Hamilton, the safety oh. out of Notre Dame. He is, in my opinion, the best player in this draft. I, um, I wish I wish Troy Palomalu could comment on that. I want his opinion on Kyle Hamilton. I think Kyle Hamilton's the best player in the draft. I do. Um, 6'4", 220. He's long, he's lanky, and he moves so well when you watch him on, on film. He's he's truly a special player. And I've heard people, oh, you can't draft safety at top in top in the top five. Top sure you five. can. It's not a premier position. It's not a premier position. It is when you have Kyle Hamilton, who is versatile and can play all over the place. And I know Jets fans are sh- are are still, you know, they're 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 still trying to to punch away and push away the thought of Dev- of Jamal Adams, uh, you know, who's Kyle? All right, whatever of Jamal Adams from from a couple of years ago with with these safeties that can play all over the place. Guess what, Kyle Hamilton. Lined up, he is the most versatile player, most versatile D-back in this entire draft. I, I think so. Most He played safety. He played linebacker, played well linebacker. He played nickelback. And he played, a, and, and, and literally, and more. And he got to the passer. He's a great run stop. Best open. He's the guy that jets me. The Jets secondary was so bad. The safety play was so bad. And I know, right? 
Jazz. I know Ross Paul's good. I know Pete Apple's good. I know you want to say, but they're young. and these... We think, right, Jazz fans are looking at New York. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Jacob, I'm going to take you back out for a second. You need to reboot because you're completely froze up. Go ahead and reboot. So I guess I'll sit here and wait for Jacob to come back and reboot because I do want to hear his opinion because there's something wrong with his internet. Uh, let me go ahead and bring him back in just for one second. Jacob, are you better? Uh, I don't I don't know, actually. I don't think. No, so. not. I think you're fine now. No. Hello? Give me, give me a few minutes. Give me give me, give me, me 30 seconds. Pull me you in. got it. I'm going to go ahead and play some Greek music. You guys all like that, right? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows this funk. All we're wishing now is we had Fat Mike on the show. Four foot six, baby. All right, I should be good. There he is. Should be He's good. much better now. I should be good now. Right. Let's talk about Hamilton again. All right. I don't want. I, I can't play with this this that, that funky music <laughs> over. All right. So Kyle Hamilton, right? The Jets, Jets fans, I know you like your cor- You're like your cornerback room. The Jets don't. They're not as high in it as we are. Um. And for good reason, right? You want a true ball hawk, uh, which Kyle Hamilton is. He can play. He's, he's a he's ball gonna hawk. Be a, he's going to be a really, really good player. Whether they take him that high in the draft, I think they'll be able to get him a little further down. I, no, I don't even know if they'll be able to get him at four. I think the Texans might get him at three. And I might. And I heard. That's even, true. I, I, heard the Lions, I heard the Lions might even get him at two. Let me tell you something. That's right. Because if Houston's there, you got you got Mr. Defense himself, Mr. Lovey Smith. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 and, I, and I know the Jets, you want to add offense. You'll add offense. You can add offensive weapons in the second round. You have early second round picks. You can you can get a lot of first. This draft, from what I understand, is so deep. It's deep at every position and, besides quarterback. Yeah, I hear they're really deep at safety, though, in corners. I hear they're really deep this year. Corner, the safety, it, but the drop-off from safety is is big. You have a lot. You have Kyle Hamilton here, and you have a lot of guys who are in like this range. What do you think? That's what I'm thinking. Zipper likes Kyle Hamilton. He wants the Jets to take Zipper. Kyle. Do you think it's Kyle Hamilton? Come here. No. Okay. Right. Sorry. Uh, at number five, pick number five. Ha ha ha! The other New York team. You should have kept me out of this room. You should have kicked me out of my own show, and you'll never have to hear this again. The New York Giants select offensive tackle Ekem Ikwanu from NC State. Um, a lot of people have him as the best offensive lineman in this draft. I think he is. Is he super versatile? Six four three twenty. Um, I think he is the best lineman. I mean, we know he's good. You watch the film, you see it. He can he's versatile. He can play tackle, can play guard, wherever you need him to line up. Um, and he's going to be great. Another guy, week one, all pro potential. There's there's been questions about his health though. There has there has. I'm not concerned about that. That's impossible to uh, predict. Um, but listen, this Giants offensive line was embarrassing last year. They were. Um, they bring in Brian Dable. They, if they want to have any sort of offense, you have to protect your quarterback. You have to be. Able they to better get offensive linemen because I'm telling you, Brian Dable, New York Giant fans, be very, very careful. They love to run that five man mm-hmm. protection. Mm-hmm. They don't like Max protecting at all. If they want to develop their quarterback. You need to get protection on him. You need to be able to run the ball, and and they could just couldn't do that last year. I think Icky comes in and he fills a lot of needs for this offense right away. Right. Yeah. Number six. Hold on, hold on. Get it out of here, stupid. <laughs> stupid comment. 
The Carolina Panthers select. I love you, Troy. Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Uh, I love Cross, man. 6'5", 305, massive guy. Especially for the Panthers. I think he's a great fit for the Panthers. Great pass. He's better pass protector than run protector. But when you have Christian McCaffrey, when he can do it all, you don't, I mean, that, that. He was, I think McCaffrey's gone this year. And by the way, this player you're talking about, I understand he's got a huge, really high motor, great ceiling, and he's going to be a real impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mel Kiefer, and from every player in the draft. Oh, my God. It's really, that's, that's, thank you for the descriptiveness, Harry. That was, that was really great. Extraordinary. Good, good, good. High motor, great character. Got a really big ceiling. It's going to be a real good player for many, many years to come. It's going to be Screw a great off. pick. Screw off. All right. <laughs> Listen, Cross is a great pass protector. Um, and if they, especially if the Panthers are going to make a switch at quarterback, you need to quarterback. Your internet's doing it again, it bud. sucks. Oh, my God. I know. It's horrible. This is, this is embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. It's okay. Right. Are you there? I am. Whatever. Okay. I can hear you. No, you sound great. All right. So, Charles Cross, you need to be able to protect the quarterback. Right. That's the main thing, right? So, love that. Number seven. The New York Giants are up again. They're on the clock again. And this time, they, they go trade the pick. They go defense, and they select the defensive end, Jermaine Johnson, out of FSU. Um, six now, five, that guy has six got five, a huge six, motor. Five. You yeah, and a great explosiveness, real impact maker. <laughs> hey, buddy, he's from FSU. Listen, Jermaine Johnson, FSU. I love FSU defensive players. I oh, do. Yeah. I love him. Six five two sixty five. He fits any scheme. He does. Fits any scheme. Do you think he'll be better in a four three or a three four? I think he's a four three kind of guy. But you saw his. He's I too small. I he's he too small both. to be a four. I think he fits both. I really do think he fits both. He's a, he's a tweener, bro. He he's out. a tweener because he can play. You know what he is? He plays DN in a three four, and he can play yeah, out. But he's not. He's not. He's not fast. Linebacker he, in a four three. He he's is not fast. Player. He's not fast enough to be the outside linebacker. I don't think. I really no, don't. No, he, I think he he lit it up at this. He was unblockable at the Senior Bowl, man. Unblockable at the Senior Bowl. I didn't see it. But yeah, but I he, the guy does have a really really high motor, great character, and will be around for a very long time. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to actually. What is this comment? What is this dumb comment? These are not your picks. You're just reading off Todd McShay's list. These are my picks. Oh my god, oh. Troy. I think I agree with you, Troy. Because the top six picks are uh you not because the best players in the draft. Whatever, whatever. Troy. Troy, it's coming. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to feel you, Troy. Can we just move on to the next one so we can hear that lovely chime music? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can. You guys are reading off Todd McShay's. What a dumb, what a dumb comment that was. I love Troy. Uh, um, great. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons select. Who, who is Atlanta Fal- Falcons selecting? Derek say- Jr. The corner. Yeah. Derek Stingley Jr., corner out of LSU. Finally, they go defense, Six and I know one. a little. And I know a little bit about him. He's about two hundred pounds. This kid is a absolute beast. Great cover corner, also really good at sticking the run. I'm telling you, this kid is incredible. And I mean it when I say this. 
great motor, real intelligent, great personality, no off the field issues, will be a pro bowler. It's going to be a great pick. He he missed all of last year with a, uh, I think it was a foot injury, yep. um, but he's completely healed. He is. He's good oh, now. He's, the kid's I'm not beast, concerned bro. about what. Um, pair him with AJ Terrell, who was quietly one of the best corners in the league last year. Man, it's a, a great beast, corner. That's a I'm telling you, Atlanta, if Atlanta gets him, they'll be very blessed. But then again, they were supposed to take someone defensively last year. Uh-huh. Instead, they took arguably the best tight end and one of the best players in the NFL draft. Yep. Yep. Now, I mean, Sting, Stingley's great in man. He is great in man coverage. He's, he's great in zone, and he's a ball hawk. Yep. He is a ball hawk. My second favorite corner in this draft, actually. Number nine. We've got two more of them. It'll be okay. Well, one more. There's only one more of them. <laughs> one more now. The Broncos. The Denver Broncos select George Karlaftis. I think he's a Greek boy. Of course he is. George is Karlaftis. Else? The defensive end from Purdue. He is a true power rusher, which is different compared to the other uh, DNs in this draft. Um, and man, is he good at it. He How much is, does he weigh? I didn't read his, his bio. It's 4'275. Yeah, he's Two, not big enough. His mama needs to feed him a little more baklava and spanikopita and a little a bit of moussaka and some pasticcio. You feed him that stuff and you get him up to 280, 290, he could be the steal in the draft. And of course, it's the Greek. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The Greek way. He's a power rusher. He's he's, he's so explosive. Um, and I think the Broncos, I don't think they need to address quarterback because I think they get one uh, elsewhere. It's, it's, it's the Greek. It's the Greek way. Right. And like I said, no quarterbacks in the top 10 because this is pre-free agency. We don't know where people are going. And uh, whatever is what it is. So Broncos get Carl Aftis. I think they get a real dog to add on to this defense. Uh, yeah. Number 10. Last one, Harry. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Open your ears. I'm going to make it so loud. I'm gonna make it so- <laughs> the New York Jets are up again, Harry. Oh, God. They trade exciting? the pick. Isn't that exciting that the Jets are up? Yeah, how exciting is that? Um, Two picks in the top 10 for my New York Jets. I'm, I'm excited. With the 10th pick, the Jets select interior offensive lineman Kenyon Green. Out of Mrs. out of Texas A and M, this dude will fill a hole. Okay. And the, the duos I heard was so the Jets either at four go with uh, Ikemakwanu and he can play guard right away for Week One, which would be pretty cool, uh, w- really cool for them. Um, but I like Hamilton more if he's there. Uh, and then if they take Icky, then at ten they can go with a guy like um like Garrett Wilson, like Ahmad Gardner. Uh, so like Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, who was my favorite corner in this draft uh, in total. He is ridiculous. Um, so underrated still. Uh, still, I think he could possibly be a top 10 pick. I, I honestly do think that he could, depending on how it falls, he could definitely be a top 10 pick, maybe even for the Jets here. Um, but man, Kenyon Green, 6'4", 325, can play both guard positions. They only need him to play right guard because they just get Elijah Vera Tucker last year. They trade up for him. And he can even play right tackle if you need him to play right tackle. I don't think they need him to. I think they'll be okay there with uh, George Fan. But this allows the Jets offense to run both ways. This secures that offensive line. That that really it really rounds it out for this perfect pass protection for Zach Wilson next year. Right. And then great run blocking. And it creates a top young guard duo 
maybe the best in the NFL with Elijah Vera Tucker and Kenyon Green. You got two guys that can be all pros by year three of their respective careers. Elijah Vera Tucker, maybe even next year, honestly. You protect your rookie quarterback. You can get your offensive weapons early in the second round. You can get a guy possibly like a Drake London, like a Traylon Burks, like a uh, um, like a Jahan Dotson, like uh, a Christian Watson, like a Trey McBride, all these guys. Just weapons in the second <coughs> round you can get. If you want to go wide receiver here, I understand it. I do. You can get a guy like Garrett Wilson, who is also a dog. Love him. One of, one of if not my favorite receiver. Probably not. He's up there for my favorite receiver. Top. He's, he's top three, top four. I love this. So those are my top ten. To recap, Jags get Evan Neal, Lions get Aiden Hutchinson, Texans get Kayvon Thibodeau, Jets get Kyle Hamilton, Giants get Ike Mekwanu at five, uh, Panthers get Charles Cross, Giants with their second pick in the first round get Jermaine Johnson, the Falcons get Derek Stingler Jr., the Broncos get George Karlaftis, and the Jets with their second pick in the first round take Kenyon Green, um, and I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's just 1.0. Things will change. People will leave. People will get signed to free agency. It'll change picks. Um, but I, I think that's, for now, my hard count mock draft 1.0, Harry. What did you think? I think it was really good. I, I think uh, you did really good last year. I, I think you got 50% on your first 10 picks, if I'm not mistaken. You had a pretty good. I got it pretty well on it. I think I did. Yeah, you did. You, you did a lot better than a lot of the analysts did. The analysts professionally. I know they do. You know, switching gears. I really like Daniel Jeremiah. I like Daniel Jeremiah. I like... um. Oh, I'm gonna the people. I'm, I'm gonna disrespect somebody. Um, I like Jeremiah. I, I do. I re, I love. I like Todd McShay. I like. Uh, I re, I think Mel Kiper, uh, 15 years ago was much better at his job. Um, 10 years ago, whatever it was. I think now there's other guys who are in that category, but Kiper's still great. Um. But these, some of these other guys are—they got no clue what they're talking about. Um, I got a fun—I got—I got a fun fact for you. Go ahead. The NFL draft is right around the corner. I'm so excited, and I can't wait. What are we? We're on board. I think we might be exactly two months away. Yeah. Or at least two months. Yep. Couple, yep. couple months away. Hey, you want to switch gears real quick? Go ahead. How about the NBA? I got a fun stat for you. Michael Jordan has the longest stats. I mean, the longest uh, consecutive games of 35 points or more. He did it twice. Uh, in 1986, if I'm not mistaken, he had uh, 10 consecutive games of 35 points or more. And then in 1988, he did it seven consecutive times. Right now, DeMar DeRozan has eight consecutive games of 35 points or more for the didn't Chicago he, Bulls. Didn't he it last night? Huh? Didn't he, didn't he break that last night? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I didn't watch. I was going to probably catch up on the highlights from today. But from what I understand, it was like, it, that's just unbelievable. Let me check. I want to actually check on that. Too. I'm kind of curious. And I'd love to hear your take on what do you think about the James Harden trade going to Philadelphia? Do you think Philadelphia is now the team to beat in the East? Or do you still think it's the Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks? I think. One sec. Just give me, sorry. Give me two seconds. I'm trying to find this Bulls thing. You go ahead and you tell me first. You tell me what you think about it. Oh, no. He continued to streak. He's still running. Cool. I so thought it's it nine. Uh, 
They didn't play last night, the Bulls. Okay, well then it's still eight, it's still running. If he gets to nine, then you're rooting for him to see if he can break. Are you rooting for him to break my MJ's lip? I mean, uh, the Rose his, is great. I don't know his streak. Troy Palomalu says, "Is your mock mentor Mel Kiper?" <laughs> Nobody. Love to see his. We yeah. want to see your mock draft. draft, and we want to see your mock draft, and we wanted to see it the Troy Palomalu way. No other way other than the Troy way. We want to know who the Jets are getting rid of to bring in Mitch Trubisky or whoever. Okay? We want to see Troy's mock draft. We'll be awaiting it because you know what, Troy? I love you. I think you're great for these shows. I think you're absolutely hilarious. Some of the hosts can't stand you, but you know what? You're more than welcome anytime that I'm on because I'll tell you what, you make these moods nice and light. You're the reason why. And one of the reasons why I continue to do shows, believe it or not, Jacob, because I absolutely love some of his sarcasm. It's funny. I he I, I can promise he's not the reason I keep going. I know. Hence, <laughs> <laughs> so I said some of the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I don't know about this James Harden thing. I, I think Harden didn't do really well in his debut. I need to catch up on some of this NBA stuff, man. The NFL's taken over my life for the last however many months since the since uh, NBA started. So I have to really start catching up. Um, but I got to wrap this thing up, Harry. So why? Because I got, I got stuff to do, man. It's, it's oh, running for the hour, do the hour, man. We do the uh, hour. Go ahead. Horrible. Where they can find you. You can find me right here on 1252 sports on the over under Friday evenings. I'm sorry. I haven't been around past couple of weeks. It's been kind of extraordinary. And quite honestly, I don't have really that much to talk about. Go figure the Greek that doesn't have much to talk about. But I can promise you one thing relatively soon, you'll be finding us uh, a little bit more frequently on a Friday evening. You can also catch me on a Monday and Wednesday night on the sports web with host Mr. Peter Blake. Uh, and of course, Sunday mornings right here next to this young man, Mr. Jacob Charnow. Thank you so much for having me on, little brother. Yes, sir, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Cheers. Peace. All right. So, oh, there we go. All right, and with that, guys, we're going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charnow. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. Uh, be sure to go follow me on Twitter, at Jacob Charnow, and on Instagram, at Hard Count Football. Special thanks to Harry the Greek for coming on, talking about everything, talking, sticking with me through this mock draft, talking about all these picks with me. I always really appreciate it. Be sure to check him out everywhere, guys. Um, subscribe to the Hard Count Football YouTube channel, guys. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up this offseason, a lot of fun draft stuff, and a lot of fun stuff leading up to next season check out all the other shows from 1252 sports i'll see you all next sunday morning